It's the talk show for talkers. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers. You know our email address. If you don't, it's info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. And we are delighted with your comments, questions and feedback, and indeed evaluations. You can also listen to previous shows from this season on our website, irishtalkers.com. You can also delve into the public speaking weekly which is a roundup of links from the internet regarding Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, everything you want to know about Toastmasters. Look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melamphy, delighted to be back again amongst my friends, and I am joined as usual by the prolific, persuasive, passionate Mr. Paul O'Mahony and the magnificent, multi-talented, mindful, motivating Ms. Mora O'Brien. <laughs> Just to get the extra M. Hello, listeners. Hello. Good, Paul is thrilled good to be here. Evening, well, morning, whatever time and it is. You, you can hear from the sounds that we're in ebullient form this evening. Ebullient? Ebullient form. Ebullient? What's yeah. that? Is that the word of ebullient. the week? Ebullient. Ebullient even. Ebullient. Ebullient even. Oh, I ebullient. Think I think I'm going to give up my word of it the week. Ebullient <laughs> is a great word. It's a lovely word. Yeah. Did you see the way Mara got the listeners to listen when I mis- mispronounced? Mm. So that's, that's a nice little thing. It's like this kind of um, cerebral advertising that you have on TV that you don't realise you're after getting the advert and you rush out the next day and you buy a new washing machine, not really wanting a washing machine. Because oh. you saw something that you didn't think you saw. So, so that's, that's what an ebullient washing machine is. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. And that's the way, that's the way I describe it. <laughs> so on tonight's show, we will have the usual mix of award for the week, a thought for the week. Not sure if we're going to delve into the magazine. I can promise you, those of you listeners who are regular listeners, you know we always have an interview, or at least we try to have an interview, on the second part of the show. We have a little gem for you this evening. So, I'm going to look for a word of the week from one of the ebullient or the persuasive or the magnificent or the multifaceted, <laughs> multitasker. Look, 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 it's my job. It's well, my job to come up with the word for the week, right? Right, right? And by the way, if anybody is interested in finding a word of the day, mm-hmm. can I highly recommend that the English dictionaries, there's an app you can get which will give you a word of the day every day. Oxford, you know the Oxford English Dictionary, the, the, the real authority mm, on the English good. language? Well, there is, and they have an app, and if you sign up for it, it's free, they will give you a word of the day every single day. So in Excellent. case you're ever stuck in a club, you've got to think of a word of the... For the, you have at least seven to pick every week. But anyway. Brilliant. And that's good they, because it's English as opposed to dictionary.com, which is, also has a word of the day. Uh, but that's American, and it's American English. So you have to be a little bit careful. Whilst they do give English versions as well of words, they, for us who live on the eastern side of the Atlantic, mm-hmm. as opposed to the western side of the Atlantic, 
it's good to know that there is Excellent. there are differences good, good, and what the differences tip. are. Yeah, that's good, good advice. Well, this show is a real refuse from the troubles of the world. It's a place of sanctuary, a place of shelter, a place of asylum. It's a place of security. It's a port in the storm, you might say. In fact, just to summer, pull it all together, it really is a haven of rest, isn't it, guys? Beautiful. <laughs> it <laughs> really that's is. That's a lovely, lovely I mean, haven it is of rest. a haven of rest, yes, right? Now, the word for this week is one to get away from it all. It's haven. Excellent. Not to be confused, Myra, or Ted, with heaven. Let me just spell it for you. H-A-V-E-N. Now, some people, when they're in a haven, think they're in heaven. Okay. Right? But in English, there's a difference between the two. Now, right. what on earth is the advantages of knowing the word haven? Well, I can think it's you were immediately attracted by it, Ted. It's one of these words that uh, I remember when I was trying to find out if Shakespeare ever used the word haven. I went to Google and I put in Shakespeare haven. And what did I come across? I came across Shakespeare and Co, a writer's haven on the River Seine. Nice. Now there's a place in Paris, a bookshop, called Shakespeare and Co. Mm. <laughs> right. I've been there, it's on the banks of the River Seine, and it's full of books, all sorts of books you can buy, not modern books, all sorts of old books of all sorts. You can go upstairs and you can pick first editions of all sorts of people, Henry Miller, Proust, Joyce, the whole lot. It's a place you can go and sit down. It's a real haven of rest. Absolutely. It's a handy... I mean, would you like to go to Haven, Ted? Well, you know, the thought that was going through my mind is that when I get into my dyslexic mode, I could be saying I'm having a read rather than Haven. H-A-V-E-N, I'm having a great time. <laughs> well, you could always, of course, of you could also come to a haven in Cork this uh, coming weekend. I was waiting in for you fact, to bring that subject up. Oh, really? Yes, I, w I was eagerly awaiting. Well, I tell you what, I pass the I pass the baton <laughs> over to you. Well, tell us, and is, is Cork a haven for anything, Moira? Well, it just so happens to be that at the Clayton Hotel, Silver Springs, on the east side of Cork City, there is this weekend coming. And in fact, when you listen to this program, because we're recording this a couple of days before it goes out, that the spring conference for District 71, entitled Safe Haven 2018, will be in full swing. In fact, I think we would be just sitting down to our buffet supper. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, yes, It'll be a bit too late for you to come to that part of the conference, but Saturday and Sunday will still be available. You can go onto the safehaven2018.ie website and you can still book for day tickets or for the two days of Saturday and Sunday. So if you haven't booked already and you still want to come along, there are plenty of places available, especially for the dinner, because the dinner on Saturday evening well, the, the hall will hold, I think, 400 people. Mm. And we only have about 200 or thereabouts. 200 is still excellent. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <coughs> so, yeah, come along, folks, come along. And I would just like to add, as Mara pointed out, the spring conference, well, I'd like to add that it's the only conference 
in 2018 because we've lost the fall conference. That's a or the autumn conference. Now we, hold on, you two. This is word of the week time. Right? This is haven time. <laughs> we have enough time to tell people about the internal okay. affairs okay. of the organization and this and that. Ted, I've got a question for you. Of all the places you've been in the world in the last year, where would you say you felt most in a haven? Hmm. Murray might need to uh, cut out the gap while Ted thinks. <laughs> because he, he obviously, nice one, yeah. he obviously yeah. he's just back from Spain. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I was feeding him an excellent yeah, line. You, you were Ted, actually, and where has been your yeah. haven I'm not, during the last year? Yeah, Paul, it's a beautiful question. And I'm not going to give one of the obvious ones that you would have thought of. But one of the places that I would really regard as a haven of tranquility and rest, believe it or not, is my own back garden. When the sun is shining and... I can go out and have either have a cup of tea or a glass of wine or a glass of beer just to relax there, just listening to birds because I live in the country, as you know, and it, can, it really is a haven for me. So three days a year when the sun is shining, <laughs> that's a haven. Uh, you're so Myra, right. what's your haven? So well, right. I think rather than uh, go into my haven, let's uh, have the, word, the, the thought for the week because the first segment of this show is fast coming to a close. Doesn't time fly? Doesn't it? So. And you have the thought of the week, Myra? I do, Ted. <clears throat> I have got rather used to doing the thought for the week since you've been away for the last few weeks. So I will hand it back to you next week, I'm sure. But for this <laughs> week, I looked to a gentleman with the unusual name of George Washington Carver. And he said, education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. Education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. And I think that's very true, because without education, we are hampered, we are tied. With education, with a broad education, then we are free to expand our mind into any area that we wish to. So that's my thought for the week. Well done. That and is just a small ad additional point add on. Yeah. And uh, it very much depends upon whether the educational system uh, gives people an opportunity to breathe or forces them all into a mode of compliance. Uh, now that's taking us into a philosophical, if not practical, discussion about education, which is probably yeah. beyond the scope of this programme, though I, I do accept that it's a very interesting subject. And before we get into the next, um, before we get on to the music, I would like to say that in the third section, Paul O'Mahony will be giving us a piece on crisis management. And on our final section, Moira will be giving us her thoughts on pathways. Absolutely.
Welcome back Toastmasters to the second section of the talk show for talkers and this is where we have our interview and this is going to be slightly different because I am going to interview now the magnificent multi-talented mindful and motivating Moira and also at the same time the prolific persuasive and passionate Paul O'Mani and what the theme of the interview is not the theme of how you joined Toastmasters and how you got there, but I'm going to speak to these two Toastmasters about the upcoming Safe Haven 2018 conference. Moira, Ted, since it's in your own hometown, how special does that make it for you? Oh, absolutely, Ted. F- apart from the financial implications, I don't have to get on an aeroplane to travel <laughs> to places far and wide, mm-hmm. the fact that it's in our own hometown gives us an opportunity to celebrate our city, to publicise the, the wonderful attractions that we have, which we're going to be able to show the non-participants who come to the conference, of whom I hope there are going to be very many. For us participants... All conferences, in my humble opinion, are a must to go to. I make, and have made over the last three years, two years certainly, uh, effort to go to every conference because, well, there are many, many reasons why. You learn a lot. The workshops are always worth going to. You might have to choose between two really good workshops, which Mm -hmm. is often uh, quite a difficult choice to make. But there is always something to grab your attention. Even if you think you know the particular subject, you're always going to go away having learnt something new and taking something away from it. I have to agree with you, yeah. I have to agree with you, yeah. It's a in fantastic addi- opportunity. Yeah. In addition, the, the going to the, con- the, the contests is a high point. Mm. Certainly the international speech contest is always a, a really big high point because you're getting people who've gone through already three levels, the club, the area, and the division, in order to get to the district district final. And we're talking about people who've come through from, I think, something in the region of 80 or 100, no, sorry, 200, I beg your pardon, 200 clubs. 200 clubs, no, yes. I think we're slightly over the 200 now, Mm. uh, within the district. Yes, great achievement. So it's a great achievement, yeah. And you're getting really good speeches. There's no question, you're getting really good speeches. And the winner is going to be not only the winner of our district, but they're going to be a semi-finalist in Las Vegas. Superb. This coming summer. In August, yeah. yeah. Superb. Why is it special? Because it's Cork? Because it's Cork. (laughs) What more can we say? Folks, you're going to be coming to one of the nicest cities in the world. It was, in fact, the, uh, the city of the year, wasn't it, for... Oh, uh, city of culture? Uh, no, no, nothing no, of the city of, of culture. The um, what's that, the, the website that... Um, oh, the travel website? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonely World Lonely, Lonely, Lonely Planet. Lonely, Lonely Planet. Lonely, yeah, yeah, Two yeah, years yeah. ago, it That's was right. the, the number top one city, city, in top the city in the world to yeah. go to. And, you know, you don't get that accolade for nothing. Yeah, well done. And uh, I, I reference that we're going to be speaking to Paul as well. So, Paul, you have a different... You're, like, you're really a baby conference toastmaster. 
you haven't been at that many conferences? Well, first of all, I've only been in Toastmasters since 2015. Right. And I've been mm -hmm. to one Toastmasters conference, and that's the one that happened in Sheffield at the end of 2017. Mm -hmm. But, Ted, I, my thing about conferences is that I always find them a challenge in the sense that I've been to innumerable conferences over the years because I'm innumerably years old. <laughs> so I've, what I have learned, though, is that it's the key issue for me going to a conference is uh, how ready am I to draw value from what happens at the conference, no matter what happens at the conference. I've been to loads and loads of conferences where I haven't been interested in keynote speeches, workshops, what I've been mainly been able to draw value from are cups of coffee in the corridor, drinks at the bar, um, observing people, sitting down, reflecting on a little few things that I've, uh, I've uh, picked up, and communicating with people who aren't at the conference. Mm -hmm. So it, it was with a certain amount of skepticism I went to Sheffield, I must admit, because I, I said to myself as well, I wonder will a Toastmasters conference be any good? You know, will it be outstanding? I know I'll I knew I wouldn't regret going, but I was wondering whether I would draw value from it despite the way it was or because of the way it was. And I have to say that it was all of the things that have been already mentioned, it was a terribly friendly place. Everybody was interested in two things. On the one hand, communication and leadership, and on the other hand, enjoying themselves. Yes. And I found that to be a good balance there, really. And I, so what I really hope is that some people will come to this conference in Cork skeptical about it, with low expectations, unsure about whether they're there on the basis of duty, whether they feel they ought to be there to support one of their club speakers, and I hope that those people will say at the end of it that that was unexpectedly good. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's the way I'm thinking about I it. I think really. that's two contrasting answers mm -hmm. because you referenced conferences. But I was talking about the Toastmasters conference. I know the conferences you're speaking to could be business conferences. And there is a difference with your expectation, whereas... The Toastmasters Conference, we're in Toastmasters because we enjoy it, because we learn from it, because ah, we develop the, yes. from it. The and to see it then at that level, at conference mm. level, to see your contemporaries up there giving speeches, giving evaluations, uh, responding to table topics, the workshops. I mean, it, it, it's a fairly intensive weekend. It is. But what, what I didn't mention, I, I really should have done, because for me it is also a high point of going to the conference, as uh, Paul indicated, mm -hmm. that the networking bit of it is fantastic because you're meeting people who you've maybe only met at conference before. There's no other opportunity because they're too far away. Uh, and the opportunities for getting to know people, because everybody is there because they have a similar interest. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. and. The, the interest is in communication mainly, and leadership obviously. So we have an opportunity given to us to communicate with yes. hundreds of people that we don't necessarily know well. 
yeah. and, and the, the difference is like-minded people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like that's a great point, Moira, there about we have an opportunity to communicate with people because that takes me right back to the question about why did I join Toastmasters in the very first place? And I think that's what everybody can relate to. Why did they join? Now, if somebody joined Toastmasters in order to become a more confident, impromptu speaker, as opposed to a you know, conference mm. speaker, yeah. at a conference you have innumerable opportunities to strike up conversations with people you've never met before, to practice impromptu speaking there and then, over coffee, over a drink, over uh, what did you think of that last speech, or you know, what club are you a member of? All of that is an opportunity to practice um, uh, impromptu speaking. They're all uh, table topics, if you yes. like. Mm -hmm. The other opportunity is that you do have an opportunity to hold the floor in small group where, for example, somebody, you, you get an opportunity to tell a story. Yes. Now, as you know, I mean, you can hold the floor not just telling a story, but I know you can hold the floor while singing. I heard you <laughs> singing in Sheffield. Thank you very much. But that opportunity to hold the stage, I'm not talking about up on front of the entire mm -hmm. conference. That for me is, it. you don't get that opportunity anywhere else in Toastmasters because clubs are naturally, what, 20 people or something like that. But when you get to a, a big group of people like that, where you're aware that I joined this organization for a purpose, I'm not just here to enjoy myself. I'm here to actually develop the skills that I can use to become more effective in society. Excellent. And to me, a conference experience is about becoming more effective in society. That's a beautiful point, I think. And I think that's a very important point that you make about Toastmasters, that the footprint we leave behind can enrich the lives of so many people. That's a lovely point. And that, of course, is a, is a key point in Toastmasters, that we join not only to improve ourselves, but we join, well, we maybe don't join with that uh, reason in mind, but we join, once we have joined, we want to give back and yes, we want to yes. help other people. And that, for me, is one of the big pluses mm -hmm. of being in Toastmasters, the fact that I can help and bring other people on. Yeah, and, and that gives me great satisfaction. Yeah, and Paul made that point there, I thought, very eloquently about what you give back and the opportunity that you get. Because from. I'm very aware that, you know, we're three old fogies, really, we it, are. on this issue. <laughs> so at our stage of our life, we, our lives, we better be thinking about what we can give back because we've had our chance to become overnight successes. <laughs> but the young people who come to conference, they're there to get stuff out of it for yes. themselves. They're yeah. not necessarily there to give back, I think. Mm. And oh, there's, a yes, be, mm. there's a lot to be uh, gained from seeing if you can hack it in a big group rather than just in your local club. Welcome back, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends, to the third part of our show tonight. And just to remind you that our, our website is www irishtalkers.com and that's also our, our email address irishtalkers.com info at and you can find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. Now we're at the stage where we are asking the persuasive Paul to give us his words of wisdom. Paul over to you. Well Moira let me just ask you first of all a question. Have you ever, ever been faced with a situation which was a crisis? you ever faced a crisis? Absolutely. 
I wouldn't say frequently, but yes, I've had. Right, I've you've, had, you've, I've you've had been major faced crises. With crisis, right. Yeah. And uh, have you been faced with a crisis that has come on you suddenly, out of the blue? You were working along, you thought you'd every base covered, and then the night before something is due to happen, something blows it completely out of the water. Have you ever faced that kind of a situation? I don't think, I, looking back over my life, I don't think I've had such a, a, a catastrophic, immediate crisis. I think the crises that I've had are ones that are built over time. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're used to... Now, I'm talking about things that hit you suddenly out of the blue, right? So this whole segment of the show is about the last thing you ever want to happen. Because if you know things are going to be difficult, we're going to have to manage them, that's different. But a crisis for me in my head is that your local club meeting, you've put the agenda down, you've got all the roles filled, the meeting is due to start at 8 o'clock, and at 5 to 8, neither of your speakers turn up, and also your Toastmaster, your meeting manager for the evening, doesn't turn up either, and you are the vice president of education. In other words, the book stops with you. That's what I call a Toastmasters crisis. I would go along with that. Now, I have had that situation. I, I had that situation actually quite recently where we had a meeting where there were only four people attending. But we had a fantastic meeting, believe Now, it or I need not. details, more because <laughs> I need to... I mean, for example, you had only four people there, right? Yes. Well, no, that's not a big enough crisis, right? No, okay. No, okay. no, because okay. you could all <laughs> practice impromptu speaking we, for the next did. hour and a half did, and have yes. a great time. Yep. But let's suppose you had 300 people coming to the conference and, you know, half an hour before your main speakers due on stage you hear that they're indisposed. That is everybody's nightmare, Absolutely. isn't it? That can happen at a club level, where example, your timekeeper is not available, your, your, any yeah. role is unavailable. Yeah, I and think, that's what I want yeah, to address. Yeah, the minor roles, I, I use the, my, the word minor advisedly, they're not minimal, but they, they are still roles, but they're less important. They can always be filled by somebody else. Somebody can double job if need be. What is more serious is when your speaker doesn't turn up. Well, now, wait a and minute. Wait a minute now. You're talking about, you're saying, I have got a crisis management plan when certain elements of the situation disappear. Indeed. I can handle those, Indeed. but it's more difficult if others. So let's, if we think about this in terms of a model for dealing with crisis management, we have any event that you're going to organize. You have a people side. Yes. You have a technology side. And you have a venue side. Right? Let's just take a simple yeah. model like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you've got a situation where some key people may be indisposed, unable to sing the second act of the opera. You can have a situation where suddenly your, your star goes down. You can have a situation where your laptop goes down. All your, you know, in, a, in a Toastmasters event, all the, uh, all the visual aids, all the great pictures, all the wonderful sound, all wiped out. So what do you do? Now, I want to concentrate this week on the people side. 
Now, here's my bit of advice, and I want you two to take it apart and, and say what you think of this. Here's the proposition. All the, my bit of advice in relation to managing crisis is, ahead of time, always have a deputy in mind. Always, always, always think what's the worst thing that could go wrong and get a deputy in your head for who will deputize. So that question is, who will deputize? I lose a speaker immediately. I've already spoken with a couple of people during the week. They're willing to deputize if Ted doesn't turn up. I've, you've got that whole role of cultivating deputies. Mm. It has got two parts to it. It's got the part of a general disposition among the people involved that they're all willing to fulfill their Toastmasters promise and weigh in to help out at the last minute. Ask me to do anything, including give a, give a speech. No problem, I've made the Toastmasters promise. I'm willing to give a speech instead of the person who's up there. I'm even willing to give an educational speech at the drop of a hat. No problem at all. Just give me the slides. Or Excellent. I'll, I'll, make, yeah. I'll do it with no slides. I think it's a very so good strategy. That ethos, mm. that overall well, ethos. And then the specifics, like mm. I need this particular person. So there I am. I've just got one key point this week in relation to crisis management. Well, the it's thing about I, the deputy. Yeah, the what thing, do you think? I, I think it's a very good strategy to have. No, I don't think it has anything to do with the Toastmasters promise. Because even though you make the promise, you don't want to be dropped in the, the manure when something does go wrong. But I take your point that what we should be doing is when we're organising events or otherwise, and from a people point of view, anything can happen at the last minute. I think it's an excellent strategy to have somebody there willing to be able to take the ball and run with it. That's an excellent strategy. Mm. And it's one that we should be factoring in. Would you agree, Mara? Absolutely. Uh, there are some clubs who do line up a reserve speaker just in case mm. one of the speakers drops out. Mm. Because it does happen. You know, real life it does, does get in the way of Toastmasters. It happens in Toastmasters clubs all the time. Yeah. You look three speakers and on the night of the competition Indeed. or whatever, this person falls out yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Now, there are occasions where it is not just a, a, a major crisis, it's a catastrophe crisis. Yeah. Moira, a catastrophe is when I'm in the middle of a speech and my entire mouth dries up and there is no water to be held had anywhere and the only thing I can do is continue the speech in mime. Mm -hmm. That is what I would call a catastrophe, otherwise everything is better called a crisis. Mm -hmm. yes. So, the absence of a speaker, as we've just discussed, is no problem because if you're managing an event, your club, your area, your division, even, even Chicago, Right? Yeah, true. The World Championship. Imagine if there was a, a, a speaker due there. Now, any good manager, and that's what Toastmasters is about, leadership, thinking ahead, anticipating, and there are plenty of people with experience able to do that from outside Toastmasters, and they bring it in, the ability to, to say, well, we have a reserve. Think about it. While you were away on holidays, Ted, mm -hmm. we had a reserve. He was really good. He was excellent. Oh, he was fantastic. The he show didn't say on. anything during the show, yeah. but his presence was fabulous. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> very, that's a very good yeah, point. Yeah. The show yeah. went on. He was a lovely... Yeah. Moira, where did you get that doll? 
<laughs> that's what you need. You yeah. see, you need your reserves. I'm just flying the flag for the role of deputy, you see. And you could also have on an agenda for a Toastmasters an event, down at the bottom, roles, deputies. Yes. And these yeah. are people who are willing to, at yeah. the drop of a hat, I'll give a speech, I'll be topics master, I'll be toastmaster, I'll be evaluator, I'll be timekeeper, I'll be... I'll do anything you want. I think it's a wonderful topic Deputy for discussion. Role. It's a wonderful topic for discussion in, in the Toastmasters meetings themselves, that we, we prepare people for such an event of, of something, something going wrong at the last minute. Mm. So we should know we are Toastmasters, so we know what it is like to respond to last minute crises, such, you know. But it's no harm to kind of amplify that at the meetings, even though we have three speakers for our next meeting, the possibility is always there that two of them could follow. And that's a new role. You that's see, we have exactly, a new role in exactly, Toastmasters exactly. called the deputy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's brilliant. The floating deputy. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon? The floating, the floating deputy. deputy. Yes, well, yeah, we can yeah. invent a title for the yeah. deputy, but there's a new one. We, we need a, we need yeah. a manual on the de- yeah. for I the think, deputy. I think we? that's a very good or idea. We put it into yeah. pathways. To formalise yeah. that would be a, We should an be able to get idea. some yeah. credit for being a deputy. Yeah. An understudy. Yes. A deputy. An understudy. A reserve. And you know what? That's an ideal role for uh, somebody who wants to practice, you know, being an all-rounder. Exactly. A yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the boys' coach motto, isn't it? Be prepared. In Ireland, we call it be love. So be prepared. And uh, as last week's thought for the week was, it wasn't to be prepared, it was stay prepared. Stay. Exactly. So we were ahead of time. We were. We were ahead of time. So have we finished with this section of the meeting then, which is all about crisis management, or do we have time for more uh, well, we, we other have, aspects? Well, we have one more minute, which is okay. not really enough time to go into it in any detail. And welcome back, Toastmasters, to the final segment of this evening's talk show for talkers. And as mentioned at the top of the show, Moira is now going to educate us on pathways. Well, Moira is going to endeavour to educate us on pathways. (coughs) She can't promise because she's learning just as fast as you folks are learning. We're going to look at motivational strategies this week. Motivational strategies. Isn't that an interesting... It, it begs a number of questions. Mm, you're going to tell us how we should be well, motivating going, other people. I'm going to tell you what pathways consist of okay. for motivational strategies. And as always, we're going to skip over levels one and two because they're the same on every path. Now we're going to go on to level three. Now level three has, uh, as always, one obligatory module and that is called understanding emotional intelligence. Understanding emotional intelligence. Keep a journal about your emotions for two weeks. Give a speech about the impact of tracking them. That's quite interesting. I I like that. And uh, the online resources of project completion form, not particularly interesting. Then, of course, there's... uh, Elective projects, as always, are about 12 to choose from. There are about 12 to choose from. And 
And yeah, how many are. do you have to do more? Is it two? It's two. Yeah. You've got it's to do always, two. It's always two, two in level three. Two out of 12, three. right. Two oh, in level three, one in level right. four, and one in level five. So the level three projects are deliver social speeches using presentation software, connect with storytelling, creating effective visual aids using descriptive language, connect with your audience, making connections through networking, focus on the positive, inspire your audience, prepare for an interview, understanding vocal variety and effective body language. Now, when I look at those projects, they're really a, a distillation of the old CC manual. Mm. <clears throat> there are a few extra things in there, like the making connections with networking and focusing on the positive. These are additional, they're new. Uh, but generally speaking, it's a CC manual. So there's no real surprises in that one. When we go on to level four, we would expect to be stretched considerably more. And the obligatory module, as we're going to call it, is motivate others. And the description is lead a team of three to four Toastmaster members on a project to help your club. Have a club officer do a 360-degree evaluation of your leadership and give a speech about the experience. And the online resources are team-building activities resource and a 360-degree evaluation resource. Now, that's quite interesting. There's two things about this. First of all, it's going to benefit your club, <coughs> which is always a good thing. And secondly, it's asking for a club officer. Now, I, for that, I read a senior person, i.e. somebody who's coming at this from uh, a higher level of experience in Toastmasters, rather than asking a more junior person to give you your evaluation. So that's quite an interesting one. Now, your elective projects, and we've heard a lot of these already before, so they shouldn't come as any surprise to you. Create a podcast building a social media presence, managing a difficult audience, write a compelling blog, manage online meetings, question and answer session, public relations strategies, and managing projects successfully. Now, I'm not sure whether the managing online meetings has appeared in the past that we've looked at before, but that's quite an interesting one. This is a recent development in Toastmasters that so we're allowed to conduct meetings online. And in fact, there are, as we know, clubs which are purely online clubs. So for this, it would be very useful for members actually to go on to either as a guest or to join one of these online clubs. Some of them are advanced clubs, some of them are open clubs. But they, they're all using online conferencing facilities of one form or another in order to conduct the meetings. And they basically have been very successful. Mm -hmm. So that's something that uh, you might like to look at. Now, you only have to choose one of those electives, so it's not too difficult. But of course, we're asking at this level to go into much more detail than in the, the earlier levels. Moira, can I just ask you? You, 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 you picked, for example, one of the electives, which is to manage, did you say manage online? Yeah. Manage online. online. An online meeting. Okay, so yeah. that means that if you're doing this project, that you're doing motivational strategies and you decide to do that one, yep. it means that you need to be the Toastmaster at one? 
online well, meeting? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, remember, we're not looking at details, so no, uh, we, don't have, we don't have. Imagine my don't, way into yeah, it. We don't have but, uh, too much detail available okay, so to let's, us. Let's assume that you have to. Uh, that part of this is that you, a person who's never done it before, right, who doesn't have the skills yeah. that they, so they use this as an opportunity to manage a whole online meeting. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, have, we actually have some detail here. It says, conduct a 20 to 25 minute online meeting or webinar with visual aids for fellow Toastmasters. And additional materials are online meeting agenda resource and online meeting basics resource. So there, you know, there are, there are obviously there are going to be helps, facilities there to assist you. And it's not a huge, uh, 20 to 25 minute meeting. That's not a full Toastmasters meeting, so it doesn't have to be a Toastmasters meeting. It could be any sort of meeting. But could it could it be a, an online meeting where you're actually giving an educational that would take 25 minutes? It could be. It okay. Could be. So see, it doesn't necessarily have a, to be the Toastmaster, no, which I would have thought of. It's an online meeting or a webinar. Okay. Yeah. So you are organising it, and you're—I guess you're going to be conducting. Yes, you're going well, to you're be the conducting MC. it. You're mm -hmm. the MC. You're the MC. Yeah. Yeah. In okay. other words, you have to do things like manage the time. You have to exactly. manage the participation. Exactly. You have to manage the flow. And for somebody who's never done that before, it's a tremendous opportunity to do something sure. that mm -hmm. some of us have had to do for work. Yeah, and, and if you had educational slides and things, you'd have I mean, to show half, those. Half the business world is run on the basis of online meetings. True. Very, yes, that's very you know, true. Very true. Yeah. No very true. Very so true. that if you are, if you do have aspirations of in your employment to rise in, let's say, in a position of managerial responsibility, um, you need to learn mm. how to manage yes, um, yeah. an online or meeting from somewhere. The, or even from the point of view, Paul, a person who has his own business, if you want to put something up there as a magnet to get people in to buy what you sell, whether it is a service or a product then you could be advertising that as a podcast. Mm, yeah. And there are a lot of things that, uh, that come out of these electric projects that if you, if you take it seriously, it can be the first Very step. Very beneficial. Well, it can be the first step to maybe creating a new path, yes. if I use the word yeah. advisedly, yes, for yourself to develop outside of Toastmasters. I have to agree with you. I have to agree. You know, the creating a podcast, if you've done it once, Maybe you'll get the bug for doing it again. Yes. So and you would do this, and then am I right to think that what you would then do, having done it, you would uh, there'd be some form of evaluation of how you did it, of obviously, course. because that's yes. part of it. But you then, let's say, come back to your normal club, yeah, and you'd make a speech about the experience you've had. Yeah, I think all of these projects uh, yeah. result in making a speech about it. Does mm -hmm. it say yeah. how long the speech would be? 20 to 25 minutes, you said, is it? No, the, no the, the, the that's the actually conducting the meeting yeah. okay. is 20 to 25 minutes. Does it say how long the speech uh, would no. be afterwards? No, it doesn't. Yeah. So it's a but I'm guessing, you know, mm -hmm. I'm guessing your speeches are normally going to be five to seven minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's move on to level five which is demonstrating expertise, so we're now up at the, the highest level. We have two, uh, part, well, two things to do, two projects. Team building is the main project, and reflecting on your past, which is the same, obviously, in every one of our paths. So team building is for motivational strategies, leading a small team to host a team building event. Can be outside of Toastmasters. Present your plan in, in a two to three minute report, and give a second speech, five to seven minutes, about your experience. So this is all about 
building a team and building a team that is effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are, of course, resources, team building activities, resources, and an evaluation. So that's the demonstrating expertise obligatory uh, project. Then you have uh, to do one out of six electives, lessons learned. Now, I'm not overly sure what lessons learned means, but let's see what it says here. Lead a lessons learned meeting for a team that you have done a project with or are doing. So, again, it's back to, back to the team aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Document the results. Ask team members to do a 360-degree evaluation of your leadership and give a speech about the experience. Then the second one is moderating a panel discussion. We've been over that before. Ethical leadership... And ethical leadership, I'm not too sure what is covered there, and I don't have... Uh, oh, yes, I do. Define your ethical framework, and then plan and moderate a 20 to 40-minute panel discussion with Q&A session about ethics. So, yeah, it's just getting really, you know, we're getting into the serious stuff. Mm-hmm. The high-performance leadership, well, we, we know uh, about that because it's similar to the existing, uh, the old path. Yeah. Leading in a volunteer organisation... Uh, that's obviously something that is either outside of Toastmasters or it could be part of lead- leadership within Toastmasters. And the last one is prepare to speak professionally. So prepare to speak professionally, which is actually the uh, obligatory project in the presentation management. Mastery, you mean? Mastery, you mean? beg pardon. Yeah, Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's uh, giving an 18 to 20 minute keynote style speech and visual aids are optional. So we've got to a very high level there, definitely. <clears throat> now, do you know, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that in relation to all of the level fives, I believe that there will be an elective called Lessons Learned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Indeed. the skill... And that's not elective, that's, that's uh, mandatory. Oh, is so, it mandatory? Yeah, in everyone, mandatory. the last... It's reflecting on your path. You have so to do all that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's your final speech. Mm. But isn't that? But isn't there something about drawing out from the team of people you've worked with their oh, yes, feedback? In, yeah, you get is that the, lessons in, learned. That's part of. That's yeah. That's lessons learned. That's that's a specific project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, I've actually enjoyed this one. I thought uh, this. We're getting now into more detail on pathways, and I'm, I'm sorry that we, it's taken me four or five goes to get to this level of detail, but there is, there is a lot of information out there now that we can glean, and I'm really looking forward to getting into my path. Yeah. Have you decided on your path already? Yes, I have. I did the assessment, obviously, and lo and behold, it was visionary communication, number one, and presentation mastery number two. Which is what you're good which at is, anyway. Which is what which I, is what you which love. Is what I yeah. expected. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. So, yeah. That sounds interesting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So from so. the point of view of even doing that, Mara, you found that the answer you gave, obviously you're going to be as truthful as possible. It came out as... It was Indeed. Correct. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. It was, it, it, it was you expected. Yeah. It was so these are identified as the two areas for yeah. which you need most development. Indeed. Mm. So, folks, that brings us to the end of the show. If you have been listening, thank you, and we hope yeah. to see you again next week. Please, God, and delighted to be back. And we'll say Bye. goodbye from Ted and from me and from Paul. Paul. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.